Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for The V Show, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Bobby V. Not quite Bobby V, but here we go. Should be a lot of fun. It's Nick Valvano in for Pops. Pops on the call tonight with Paul Rogers. U of L NC State will have that one at 7.30 over on 93.9 The Ville with our Alex R. White uh, network coverage beginning around then. And then after the broadcast, remember to tune into the Coors Light postgame show with Ethan Moore. So Pops on the call tonight. He's not going to be in today. He is going to try to connect around 2.30 to give us his thoughts and a little bit of a game preview. But I am not alone. I'm Nick Valvano. Valvano. Uh, I am in this uh, captain's chair, but uh, everyone knows that I need some fellow adults around me. Um, and well, you I'm... picked the wrong ones, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very happy to be like, like the group of litany, like the litany of just a motley crew we have around here. I'm looking over. I got my man, Zachy C, as my co-host. Yep. Very excited uh, to be doing a little bit of radio with him. He'll Always. be, uh, he'll be uh, uh, in the, in the um, uh, chair. Um, I couldn't think of what piece of furniture you were you were sitting on. I went. You want to go ottoman? I know. I went go... ottoman, Bob Hope chair, sofa, love seat. Like there everything was trying to get out Lazy of my boy. head at once. Lazy boy. There we go. No, my man Zachy C uh, in the chair across from me. He'll be in this hour. Phil Baker joins at uh, two o'clock. Uh, Tanner Bertamesso, the broody cutie on the ones and twos. And then I look through. I mean, and there's a really bright ass like glare on the window. But I see behind Tanner. We look like the freaking Lebetard show today. I love it. We <laughs> We have the entire cast of inter- interns back there. We got Max, we got Matt, we got Gager. It is Matt, right? Did I do it right? There we go. All right. I, I called him Mike for about two weeks. Well, it's McCarthy. That's why. Yeah. So, like, well, I mean, is that your last name? Are you Matt McCarthy? You related to Mike McCarthy? Okay. Is he getting fired, you think? Yeah, he says yes. He All right. I think Matt's going to keep his job. I think there's a better chance he has a <laughs> yeah, job yeah, than Mike. Yeah, I was going to say, Matt, Matt's probably going to stick around longer than Mike is, for sure. All right, so I don't know. We might need to call him Intern Cowboy. Okay. That might be, I, I like don't that. know, something some, like Text in, folks. We need nicknames for these interns, but uh, we got a good crop of them this go-round. He hates the Cowboys, so that's another reason that we should oh, just oh, call he's him. Got no, that's so another reason why that, we, Matt? That's another reason why we should call him Cowboy. Yeah, so he's Intern Cowboy. You just, I'm sorry, you did that to yourself, man. What What, t- what is your favorite team? What do you say? The Bears? The Duh Bears. Duh Bears. You, Bears. You poor bastard. God, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're a Jets fan. I know, but I mean, like, so I can recognize just ineptitude and, and sadness. So, yeah, true. yeah cheers, bud. Kindred but spirits. Jet, but the Jets don't have an SNL skit where they're, like, sitting around, Duh Jets. They're not doing that. I was going to say, Bears. like, they, he at least has that. We, yeah. don't, we don't have we that. We got the Bears 100, the Packers 3. Like Bill Swirsky, <laughs> go Death Bears. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, so we have intern Cowboy back there. We still need one for uh, for Max and Gager. Um, you know, Gager's like his hockey nickname, but we need like an intern nickname for him. Um, it is also We Want to Know Wednesday, so they're going to be coming in here. Uh, intern Cowboy is going to give us uh, his uh, We Want to Know Wednesday in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. Intern Max in the 12 o'clock hour. Gager in the 2 o'clock hour. So um, a lot of stuff there. We Want to Know Wednesday. Phil Baker joins at 1 uh, um, Eric Crawford at 1 p.m. as well. Pops at 2.30. Zachy C. in the 12 o'clock hour. That was the most 
ridiculous way to lay out the show. I was all over the place. I'm on my third cup of coffee. That's probably why I'm just jumping everywhere. But that sounds about right. I mean, this is the V show after no, all. It I, is I, the show. It's a show about nothing. It's, as it's, it's like to say it's a little. It's a little bit of sm- sports with a smattering of everything and, yeah. and nothing all at the same time. That's right. Hundred um, percent. Well, I definitely want to get into the NFL coaching carousel with you because mm-hmm. you are my uh, NFL consigliere. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about the divisional round. We'll definitely get to that but there was something you and i were gonna talk about yesterday yes and did it involve pop tarts it did okay so i want to start there and then i promise bear with us everybody we'll do five minutes on this maybe maybe 10 minutes who knows it is the v show after all we'll get to some nfl and then we have to talk about the work that L football is doing in the transfer oh pool. yeah 100 sure. so what what were well, yesterday during the gas bags podcast which is up on omni by the way uh apple uh itunes soundcloud espn louisville.com um our fifth episode myself tanner and janky discussed a lot of things um including the two things that i just mentioned to you yeah uh the nfl and the transfer portal but we also talked about pop tarts and did a pop tarts taste test mm-hmm. and the number one pop tart that we voted on was the s'mores pop tart okay but not a all, bad choice yeah no absolutely but you had a, your favorite is not one of mine. Yeah, it's brown sugar cinnamon. I mean, it's the one that I grew up with. It's the That's, easiest one, like especially when you just toast it. It's like, a very polarizing pop It's tart. so good, man. Like if you haven't had it right, if you haven't toasted it, then you haven't done it right. Well, see, see, that's the thing. I uh, Janky brought this up um, to the surprise of nobody um, that listens to the show. Um, I am how do you say uh, punctu- punctually impaired. Um, I am very late to things often. Um, yeah. So I would be the worst girlfriend ever because I'd be late every month. There, there terrifying. you go. There it is. Um, yeah. No. So anyway, um, I'm just late. So because I'm late, a lot of times my breakfasts, I never gave myself the time yeah. to enjoy a toasted Pop-Tart. Mm. So I'm a room temperature guy or a f- like a fridge guy. Okay. Like, uh, putting, putting Pop-Tarts in the fridge, very underrated. So... Um, yeah, I just, I was never really a toasted Pop-Tart guy. Oh, and so man. I would, my grandma loved the brown sugar Pop-Tarts. Yes. And that was like her go-to. And I never really liked them that much. I'd eat, eat them. They're not bad. They're, they're, they're not in the bad category yeah. of Pop-Tarts. The newer gimmicky flavors made it into the bad category. That's right. Brown, brown sugar cinnamon was, is my Mendoza It's an OG. Line. It is an OG, but it's my Mendoza line of Pop-Tart. Like hundred percent. So I've ne- but I've never had it toasted because I never would wake my ass up in time right. to do it. So I grew up with brown sugar uh, pop tarts, but I grew up with you know room, room temperature, temperature, right? Yeah. Which is so, a bad way to gauge how good something actually is. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. I feel like the ceiling of, of a lot of pop tarts is them being toasted. Like, do you like s'mores? Room temperature, because I know you were all over that. Like I, strawberry room temperature. They're all better when they're toasted. Let's be real. Like when you go to a sub when you go to a sub place. Exactly. They- exactly. <laughs> no, Zach's right on. You can't it, you can't judge a room temp in Correct. compared to a toasted one. That's well, what I, I see. I don't know. I like it's it's one of those things like I grew up yeah. drinking skim milk and diet coke. Okay? So then, when everyone was raving, like, come on, like, you know, regular Coke's better. Come on, whole milk's better. 2%'s better. I just grew up with it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, meh, it's fine, you know, but I don't think necessarily it's better. So I feel like that's kind of me with Pop Tarts. I grew up always being late and eating them, you know, room temperature. So when you go get subs and they ask if you want it toasted, do you always get it toasted or do you like cold cuts? 50 50. 50 50. If I can warm up a sandwich, I'm going to do it. Pretty much every time. No, I mean no. The toasted, the toasted bread, sure. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I mean when you melt all the meat and the cheese together. No, it's it's good, but also for convenience sake, and also yeah, we like the just, Jimmy John's that's next door to and us. Like I like I want the food faster, and I want to be able to put it in my mouth quicker. Put that on the mixtape. <laughs> there you go. Like I just seriously, like I'll, I'll order pizza. Like and I'll be like, just give it to me off the tray if the you know if it's under a pizza warmer, so it's it's you know not cold, but it's it's warm. Yeah, because when they take it out of the oven, my fat ass digs in so quickly, I scald the roof of my mouth and I can't taste anything for three days. Yeah, I've done. Like, that. like I mean, I'm like a goldfish. Like I I forget that you know the pizza is scalding hot, and I do that ten out of ten times. Yeah. So I just I like I'll eat room temperature pizza basically, and that's kind of how I am with pop tarts. Now that said, I have had toasted s'mores pop tarts yeah and they are elite they are electric they are and i would say that the majority of pop tarts are are better 
toasted. But I, I would say just up, about all of them. I grew up with like room temperature strawberry pop tarts. Yeah. So to me, that's you know, it's it's. It's equal. It's equal, I guess, is what I'm saying. Okay. Text in 437-968 UPS Jobs text line. Uh, talk a little NFL. Talk a little transfer portal. Also talking Pop-Tarts. Cookies and cream Pop-Tart or what's the point of living? That, I will say, the, the chocolatey, the chocolatier the Pop-Tart, the better the it better. is. Yes. The better it is in the fridge mm-hmm. because it comes out like in either an ice cream sandwich or like some sort of like dessert. I think it, that's accurate. So cookies and cream, the ice cream sundae, yeah, just chocolate fudge, all good cold. Yep. If you have you had them cold? Yeah. Okay. All right. So so you're agreeing with me here. Yeah. But you're but overall you're a toasted. Guy. Overall toasted. Overall yes. toasted. Okay. Everything's and, better toasted. And brown sugar cinnamon is yeah. your favorite. Is your go to pop? Usually the go to. That's. I, I do like a good chocolate fudge. I like just regular chocolate every now and then. Right. Now those are every, every time you always have a chocolate option, go with that. Pretty much, whenever whether it comes to ice cream, whether it comes to pop tarts, right. whether it comes to cookies, pretty much always pick chocolate. See, hot take: I'm not a, not a chocolate ice cream fan. What? Like, it has to be mixed with something. It just makes me thirsty. It okay. just makes me thirsty. So, what do you mix it with? Like, like vanilla, vanilla or, or you know cookies you like the, and cream the swirl? or something? Yeah, yeah, like a swirl, okay. something like that. I have to cut the chocolate ice cream. It so, just, what's your go-to ice cream flavor? Go-to ice cream, cookies and cream or mint chocolate chip. Fair enough. Uh, that's it's it's one and one. Egg. Okay. What about you? Yeah, usually it's chocolate or vanilla. Chocolate I'm, or vanilla? Yeah, I, I like them swirl. You're a simple man. All yeah. Right, yeah, nothing wrong the with swirl. that. The swirl. Nothing wrong gotta with that. You got to get the swirl, you know? I, I like, obviously, anything involving peanut butter and chocolate together. Yes, also, a good, com- also a good combo, 100%. Well, it's the V-Show. We just opened the show with 10 minutes of Pop-Tart talk, so you know it's the V-Show. Um, my man Travi texted me, Croker off-brand Pop-Tarts are better than brand-name Pop-Tarts. Hot take, and I agree with it. I talked about this yesterday on uh, the Gas Bags podcast. Whatever that generic brand of Pop Tart is that has the like sugar crystals, yeah, on top of it, that as their plain Pop Tart, that thing can stack up against iced Pop Tarts and goes toe to toe with them. Ten out of ten. Times. Never had Kroger off brand Pop Tarts, so I, I couldn't I, tell you. I seriously, as far as generics go, my man Travi is one hundred percent on, one hundred percent on with that. All right, so V Show rolling along here. Uh, Zachy C in hour one. Very happy to uh, be joined by him. Let's talk a little NFL. Um, first and foremost, I put up a Twitter poll yesterday, and it came back more or less 50-50, which I thought was very surprising. Who had the more disappointing end to their season? Yeah. The Cowboys or the Eagles? And you would think it would be the Cowboys yeah. because they locked up the home field advantage. I mean, it was really playing out that this was going to be the year they were going to turn they were going to turn their postseason drought, you know, they were going to turn that around yeah. and then they just get absolutely smoked in the wild card. Mm-hmm. I thought that's how it was going to play out. But I guess everyone was looking at the overall picture at large in the Eagles losing 5 of their last 6 after starting the year, you know, what what were 10 they? and 1. 10 and 1 right. and then losing 5 of their last 6 and getting completely embarrassed by freaking Baker Mayfield, who did look good. Baker was great. Baker was great. He, he was looking like, you know, first round pick, you know, yeah. Baker his numbers Mayfield. weren't. A, he was actually better than his numbers because he had about five or six passes that were dropped. It would that, have been another that's touchdown a good or point. Two. That's a very good point. Like his his numbers were already pretty gaudy yeah. and they would have only been more so had his receivers, you know, stepped up a little bit more than they already did. Yeah. Um, but it was 50 50. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on what which team do you think had the more disappointing end in the <sighs> NFC least? Well, I think I think the answer is the Eagles because this really? is yeah because this is what we expect out of the Cowboys. They're an accident waiting to happen. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy. No, why would anybody ever trust them in the playoffs? Now I thought they were going to win this game, and I did think the Eagles were going to lose to the Bucks. So maybe that contradicts it a little bit. But right. the Cowboys, I thought would at least get to the divisional round, maybe a chance to go to the NFC Championship because they've been at home this year. They were averaging thirty-seven a game. They were eight and zero, and it dominated everybody. And they're going up against a Packer team that just squeaked into the playoffs. And the Cowboys didn't belong on the same field. They got dominated. Dak oh, threw a pick six. They could uh, not stop Aaron Jones. That defense couldn't stop anybody. There was one play where uh, the tight end catches a touchdown pass. He could have called a fair catch because there was nobody within 20 yards of him. <laughs> the Cowboys had expectations, I think, in the playoffs. The Eagles, by now, had just... Look, the Eagles, I thought, when they were 10-1, and I thought they were the favorite or the co-favorite in the NFC, along with San Francisco. And I thought they had a chance. You know, They just got to the Super Bowl last year. Jalen Hurts looked like a franchise quarterback. Nobody expected what happened at the end of the year. They had the easiest remaining schedule in football, and they lost five of their last six games, and they were competitive against the Giants. They got blown out by the 49ers. They lost to the Cardinals, one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I think the Eagles are more disappointing because this is what we expect out of Dallas. We just expect them to come up small in the playoffs. The Eagles have had postseason success before. And the most disappointing part about that game, I think, for the Eagles, they looked like they didn't want to be there. They didn't tackle, work, and didn't really have much of an effort. Jalen Hurts only threw the ball really to Devontae Smith. It's like they didn't realize mm-hmm. Tampa was going to blitz the entire game and that they could make in-game adjustments, and they didn't do it. I, the Eagles were a dead team walking by the time they stepped on that field. I, I I've never seen a team give that little effort in a playoff game. Did you hear about the report before or on Sunday that the hotel rooms of the Philadelphia Eagles were going absolutely nuts, loud, wild because the Cowboys lost just yeah. so karma can smack them right yeah, back right. in the face oh, yeah. and get dominated the next night? That's why you don't, worse. That's why you don't trash Dallas. talk before your team plays because then it comes back. I did not know that, but I, I do kind of I do kind of love it. Um, quick five minutes on it. Um, Jason Kelsey announcing his retirement. Uh, I don't not know, officially, but it, not he's officially, told his teammates. But he it's is. sounding like the the retirement tour yeah. is in full swing. I don't know if you saw it, but he like gave a jersey to his favorite McDonald's employee. That's right. That's very cool. Uh, they, I mean, there was a video going around, you know, making the case for him to be like a Hall of Famer. Oh, I everything. think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I was about to say, about do you it. think he is? Yeah, I think he's one of the best centers in league history, and he might be better at his position than Travis is at his, which is saying something. Wow, yeah, that is that is saying something. As Travis is, did you is, see all in the last five years, yeah. four years? He's been you yeah. know, top three in his position. Did you see the Swifties are putting out videos and tri- tribute, get paying tribute to Jason Kelsey, a guy that they'd never heard of until three months ago, but now all of a sudden because Jason Kelsey's Travis's brother and they do a podcast together, like. Hey, good for good for them. Well, I mean, Jason, growing the game. He also has a very likable personality. He was also voted one of the sexiest men in America. Jason, yeah. not Travis. Yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> he's a got good that. Point. He's like, yeah, you can have uh, Taylor Swift, but uh, I'm better looking. Just ask uh, People <laughs> Magazine. The story of how he proposed or is yeah hilarious where he was like i gotta go take a dump he goes <laughs> yeah. in he asks for permission it comes out and his wife's like you asked for permission didn't you and he's like uh no she's like i know you did because you usually take 20 minute dumps you were in there for five minutes <laughs> i thought that was a great story and he's like well you know you want to marry me yeah if so. that doesn't sum up a center in a nutshell i don't know what does no absolutely so no big fan of jason kelsey sad to see uh him him retire but, yeah that um, that was not a great way for him to go out i mean he he played fine but the Eagles. Just, do you think he's? Do you think he's done, or do you think he maybe comes I think back he's for done. one more? I think he's done. I think this has been hinted at for a while. I wouldn't surprise me if Travis is done in a year or two. Well, the reason why they even have that Kelsey uh, documentary on Amazon Prime was because they were recording him to because he was supposed to announce his retirement last year. Yeah, and then they it obviously he didn't. So they were like, all right, well we have a documentary perfectly or perfect timing, and then yeah, so yeah, no, he's done. I can't see him coming back. Well, it was a good career. Um, who do you think was better at the center position, Jeff Saturday or Jason Kelsey? Oh, Jeff Saturday's my guy. Jeff Saturday. Uh, I, I, I kind of lobbed that one up to you, but it was it was interesting because Jeff Saturday was was singing Jason Kelsey's praises yesterday on ESPN with good reason. But yeah. I always thought Jeff Saturday was like a little undersized as a center. Oh, he was and, undersized, but he like, and I know a lot of it was Peyton Manning, but they had an electric like connection yeah. i mean as good as peyton manning was with his receivers and marvin harrison and that's you know one of the all-time if not the greatest um you know qb wide receiver duo in history it's up there but i mean as far as you know center quarterback yeah i mean i would i'd put peyton in in saturday up oh there he as was well. undersized but he was a fantastic blocker i never really saw him got blown up as far as his assignments you know he snapped the ball perfectly most of the time and so yeah I, I, jeff saturday is one of the best centers i think in league history now he's much better at doing that than he was as an interim head coach last year yeah that but didn't exactly work. not did not well it worked to a degree because they got a top five pick out of it the <laughs> yeah, colts were going nowhere last year and they ended up with the top five pick so i guess good job jeff but uh yeah uh, he's one of the best centers i think of the last 15 20 years or so well as a position that i would be completely fake taking of course if i you who, know who stat- i mean you really have snap to be well i mean i was gonna say you are a football head yeah so i feel like you could speak to it more than me yeah. i would be completely well, fake the center taking it. the they play it it's just such a tough position because you've got to have your head down so you can snap the ball most of the time it's in shotgun anymore and then right away you got to get your head up to make sure that you can block the defensive tackle or a pulling uh defensive end that's coming your way so it's not an easy position to play. It's a lot like catcher in baseball. 
people. It takes a whole lot out of you, and you've got to be the captain because you're the only guy that's absolutely guaranteed to have the ball in your hands because there are direct snaps to running back. So right. there are some plays that the quarterback doesn't touch the ball. Every single play, the center touches the ball. So no. it's a tough position to evaluate. But it's when you see a good center, you know you have a good center. Now, isn't it like, don't they usually score the highest on the wonder look? Yeah. Like even higher oh, the than centers quarterbacks? Are the smart guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got to be a smart guy to be a center. Uh, absolutely. Um, he is Zach Cantrell. I'm Nick Valvano. I'm tweeting out the layout for the show today. If you uh, didn't hear me uh, rambling on about it at the beginning of the show, uh, Zach E.C. is in hour one talking a little NFL. We're going to talk some transfer portal here uh, after the bottom of the hour break. Um, also, the fabulous one, Phil Baker, will tag in at 1 p.m. Eric Crawford will join us right around there from WDRB. Uh, we're going to sprinkle in some We Want to Know Wednesdays throughout the show and maybe do a V-Stakes in the 1 o'clock hour as well. And then Pops is going to tag in at 2.30 from Chapel Hill with a little preview of tonight's UofL-UNC game. And again, that UofL-UNC game can be heard over on 93.9 The Bill with our Alex R. White network coverage beginning at 7.30. And then after the broadcast, tune into the Coors Light postgame show with a one Ethan Moore. Some other stuff going on today. High school hour will be at uh, 6 p.m. right here on ESPN 680-1057. And then Kentucky basketball post-game show uh, will be at 9 p.m. on ESPN 680-1057. Zachy C., I think, is going to be part of that post-game show as well. Am, am I correct there? That is the plan. So it's going to be you... Uh, Gandolfo Entz. Is, yeah. that, is that right? That's going right. three wide. All right. Uh-huh. That'll be a fun, fun little group. Ask Entz about his bolognese, by the way. And that's not like some enton- uh, double entendre. Yeah. No. Um, he, he genuinely <laughs> he made a bolognese that looked really good the other day. Our, our man Entz isn't Italian, but he was actually born in Italy. So I feel like, truth be told, gun to my head, he's probably more ethnically Italian that, than that, I am. That kind of makes you but, Italian. Just saying. Yeah. I feel like I think he's got dual citizenship. Yeah. So so yeah so he's he also is part of the Italian mafia here of Gandolfo, Sofero, Tarullo, Tanner, Bernardo, a, a lot of people Nick ending Falmano, in O, yeah. a lot of O's here, a lot of O's around, and here. Jason Ed's. That's right. <laughs> it's like one of these is not like the other. Yeah. Are are all the Italians here? Do uh, is, is O the vowel of choice? I think it is Tarullo, Bernardo, Valvano, Sofero, Gandolfo. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you guys, and Banta, Banta, and Chrissy Banta. Yeah. We do have one A. We you, have one. Were a. you guys extras in the Sopranos? <laughs> I wish we were. Yeah, I wish we were. Polly Walnuts. We, we don't have the quite the That's Sopranos around here. Though. Yeah, you could be Polly Walnuts. My like, hair would have to. Go to hear T. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get the point. You got. Yeah, you got. You got a point. Like, yeah. So, boss, you're talking to there, T. <laughs> <laughs> love, uh, love that show. All time great show. All right, we'll take a bottom of the hour break. On the other side, uh, they just keep doing it. Jeff Brom and company, that is, um, with the transfer portal. They do it again yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then uh, we want to know Wednesday. We'll wrap up the hour as our man, intern Max, who still doesn't have a nickname, but will get a nickname. Uh, he will uh, give us his We Want to Know Wednesday factoids of the day. It's the V Show. It's a We Want to Know Wednesday here on ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680. Big thanks to Matsupai for uh, dropping off some epic pizzas and focaccia bread for lunch today. Head out to Matsupai's Anchorage location for a unique dining experience. Also visit the Douglas Loop and Butchertown location. Stop in, pick up some 1020 craft brews, and discover the delicious handmade brick oven pizza that is Matsupai. Went to the Douglas Loop location uh, not too long ago. Got myself, I think... Um, pizza is absolutely 
amazing. The bread's absolutely amazing. Yeah, we just had a couple of pieces in the back there. Oh, the so bread good. is fantastic. The bread is absolutely fantastic. They even, they even have good salads. Just yeah. everything there is great. But the best thing on the menu is the corn cookie, and I would put that cookie up against anyone's in the city. That's what people and keep telling one. me. Corn oh. cookie does not sound like two things that go oh, together. Oh, it's fantastic. It's the best cookie in the city. WW Cousins, great cookie. Please and thank you. Great cookie. I mean, they're on the Mount Rushmore of cookies in the city. But in my opinion, the best cookie okay. is the matzo pie cookie. It's absolutely fantastic. So shout out to them for uh, dropping off some stuff. Um, I don't know where Tanner went. Um, he's oh, right there he is. I can't still see here. this freaking glare. No, like, I know. You just, I... And he's also rocking the Miami Vice uh, heat jersey. Yeah. So it's very bright. And like I swear, like the way the light hit it, I could not see you. I'm so, repping the I... best D. Robinson that wore number 55 in the NBA history. Just jokes. Just <laughs> jokes. Just jokes. Just jokes. <laughs> yeah, the glare was, was so... I couldn't see the TV from the producer studio earlier. No, wait, it's just you know, all sunny as all get up. I hate... I hate Closing the blinds because, you know, the scenery, how you doing, kind of goes away when you do it. But it's cold. Everyone's bundled up. You're not missing it. Yeah, nobody's so, outside unless they have to be. Yeah, so so I'm, pull, I'm, I'm pulling down the screen. There we go. Now I can see the guys a little better, at least. So that's good stuff there. Uh, so we wanted to... Uh, I wa- Tanner, I emailed you some sound I wanted to play because I wanted... Uh, to get uh, Zachy C's opinion on this. But also, um, do we have the Todd Bowles sound? Yeah, we should have the Todd Bowles sound. You have both things that you guys are talking about. So okay, yes. cool. Perfect. So what do you want first? Let's play that Todd Bowles sound because... Um, you ain't going to believe this. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we've seen it up to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and... We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, it's one of those things. It's a good question if they're not in the Dome because, I mean, that has been a storyline yeah. like of the playoffs. Like if they were in Green Bay or something like that, that would be a great 100%. question. 100%. It's been, it's been, I mean, it basically eliminated Miami from the playoffs, the right. cold weather. Yes. So, I mean, that game was over before it even started. So it has been a factor. It is a good question. If and only if they're playing outside. there wasn't a dome. Yeah, and so I just was, oh. Uh, I felt secondhand embarrassment. Like, I I wonder if that person is an actual sports reporter. Sometimes they just get people from the news department to come down and ask a couple questions, and they don't get told beforehand, oh, yeah. They play in a dome. I was going to say, how how did you get that far in your career and not know, like, yeah, the Lions have played in, a, facts. They played in a dome for 50 years. Yeah. I mean, Barry Sanders, Billy Sims, all those guys played in a dome. So this isn't exactly like a new thing. Like, I know Minnesota a couple years ago, they played you know a couple seasons at the University of Minnesota when they renovated their new stadium. So right. you could at least be like, okay, well, Minnesota, do they play outdoors? They don't. But they did for a time. Like, Detroit hasn't played outdoors in just about anybody's lifetime. Maybe, I know, maybe Louie's lifetime. I'm trying to think, yeah, maybe Louie. Or, no, or, I, no my, not my even dad. in Louie's lifetime. Maybe my dad. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. But just... Ooh, I, you uh, felt you felt you felt bad because like you know the way she was asking that she was like this is a good question yeah oh and, she was confident yeah and it was it was a good question if they weren't playing in a dome right and, oh hey, god I, but I I give credit to Todd Bowles like he could have embarrassed her and he didn't yeah no he just kind of laughed it off yeah. and everything and yeah you know and he even addressed it was like okay you know it's just a short walk we'll yeah be okay it's basically like if you were asking us how are we preparing to go to work in this weather like yeah we're outside for 20 seconds or whatever get to our cars but then you know we're here in a studio so we're fine it, it was really chilly earlier it today. was yeah oh, it's still when i came into work in here, but what was the wind chill is like negative five earlier today, oh yeah so. i've got a car and I'm, I'm in the process of getting a new car yeah but i've got a car i love my car but it's it's a beater and the ac doesn't work Ooh. and there's like something wrong with the like the radiator or something yeah but there's a very faint drip of water that comes out like under my steering wheel Ooh. and because of that it freezes the inside of my windshield. So it is, I mean, I don't know if you saw the meme of, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio laughing. Of course. You know, of, um, 
It's like the the snooze button people oh, this yeah. time of year, and there's like one little s- scraped thing on their windshield. Again, totally me. But the difference is I have to do that on the outside and the inside of my windshield. Uh. So it's just a pain in the butt. And then I try to roll the windows down to look around it so I have no heat. So I basically drove here with the windows down, freezing oh. my balls off. And I left the uh, my coat here yesterday. I was oh, in such boy. a rush, I left. And I, so I, James is wearing my coat <laughs> because he was... <laughs> cold and i just i ran out of the studio man uh, without it so i, I like by the time I, I only live about 10 minutes away yeah by the time i got here my hands were like numb oh, it was man. it was chilly but like everybody's cold i'm not complaining we're all we're, we're all cold, cold. none yeah. of us are used to this yeah no oh, it's just that's the thing like i do th- i do wonder if there is an only like i'm trying to bail that lady out with the question i know even with you know just the walk to the stadium yeah uh, you know these guys are such elite athletes and you know just the way they take care of their body it's i mean they're on like a rail they're like an indie car mm-hmm. where i do think that they're, they're so dialed in i wonder if even just having to deal with the cold at all in any sense even if the inside is cold right i wonder how much of an advantage there really is for the cold weather cities i'm that not, are used not to much this. i like I, I i'm grasping at straws here but i do kind of wonder there's a certain temperature where it's an advantage like what they happened in kansas city last week when the wind chill was negative 30 that's not an advantage for the chiefs it's just more of a disadvantage for the dolphins yeah and that's that, exactly that's how fair. the game played out like there's no Oh, I love that the temperatures are yeah, 10 degrees. There's no, no team Nobody's that, ever been like that ever. Not even the Packers. No, nobody wants to play in weather like that. No, that's fair. That, no, that's definitely fair. 437 UPS Jobs text line. Text comes in here. The truck is a corn cookie. <laughs> uh, it's, it, I don't know. It's like it's a cookie they have at Matzo Pie. It's made with corn. It's sort of like a sugar cookie. Just, you know, kind of tastes like a corn cornbread. It's fantastic. Oh, um, like a uh, cornbread. I was thinking like corn on the cob or something, like actual corn. No, uh, it's it's terrific. Four three seven nine six eight UPS jobs text line if you want to be part of the show. All right. So the transfer portal. Louisville gets another one. Another one. Another one yesterday. Um, and what's his name? The uh, the defensive end from Tennessee. They flipped him from. Um, he, he was also going to Ole Miss, and they uh, they flipped him. Um, yeah, it's like Tyler Barron. Tyler, Tyler Barron. There Tyler we go. Barron. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Barron. Um, I mean, he joins just the cast of characters. I, I mean, on three, I never really get to conspiracy theory red versus blue, but I do think on three's rankings have always been really critical of U of L. Yeah. Um, where you know there'll be a recruit and two four seven will have him as a four star and he's like the thirty third kid in the class and then rivals will have him he's the forty six kid in the class but you know he's uh, three and a half stars and then on three will have him he's like the one hundred twenty seventh kid and he's two stars because he committed to Louisville and it's just like okay some of those seem a little you know skewed yeah like how espn bit. lowers everybody that doesn't go to an sec school I, yeah, it's yeah, one of those there, there's you're a bigger better prospect if you go to old miss than if you go to louisville apparently. Uh, it, right yeah something along those lines but even on three is bending the knee and yeah. saying that louisville is they're taking a lot of tennessee guys and they're gonna take a lot of old miss guys it sounds like i mean look jeff Brom is doing the thing that Kenny Payne was accused of not doing. Remember when he talked about how hard it is to get guys in the transfer portal because all the top schools in America want to go after all these transfers? Well, Jeff Brom has decided, you know what? I don't care if the best schools in America are going after these guys. I don't care if Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State all want this guy. I'm going in. I'm laying my pitch, and we're going to get these guys. And that's one of the things I like the most about Jeff Brom. He's unafraid because he's coached in the Big Ten. He's coached at Western Kentucky beforehand. He's got plenty of head coaching experience. And I think it's cool that you know the three game losing streak seems to be a non issue like there were people that wondered would the end of the season maybe leave some people concerned it hasn't i no. think people are looking more into the first 11 games where they beat notre dame they won 10 games they got to the acc championship game that's what they're looking at more than the end of the season i think that's a great sign for louisville and the thing that they didn't really have last year was depth those starting 22 guys were good enough to play with anybody in the acc including florida state 
what Florida State had was the second and third string guys yeah. that would come off the bench as we we've saw. seen, which is always the thing in yeah. college football. The, and now the, the elite teams that always have the five yeah. stars, four stars that are in position, you know, in the second team, the third team and everything. Think like of that. what that so. defensive line is going to be like next year with Thor Griffith. You've got Ashton Gelati coming back. Now you've got Tyler Barrett. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a lethal defense. Thomas, line. Des Tell, you have, you have some, yeah. you know, some um, experience coming back as well. No, I mean, it's the entire defense is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, not just the, the Quincy Riley seven. coming back is huge. Quincy Riley, uh, uh, I mean, Griffin, you know, coming back. Yeah. I mean, it's and in addition to, I mean, I'm looking at the list here. You get the pair of defensive backs from um, from Tennessee, Wesley Walker to Marion McDonald. I mean, it's it's really going to be fun. And the other thing is not just the power five teams uh, that are they getting talent from. I mean, one of the crown jewels is Penny Boone from Toledo. Uh, the running back. I mean, did you watch some of his highlights? I stuff? did. I'd be I'd yeah. be lying if I said I watched Toledo no, football during well, the year. I'm a Bowling Green guy, so we watch Mac football every now. and Okay, then. yeah, you know, and this I, guy's I, I ain't hating on action. I'm just saying that I didn't. Oh, really there's watch nothing like a Toledo. Tuesday night action after they release the uh, playoff rankings. You know, I, we're gonna have it this year. I can't wait for the night of the presidential election. Everybody's gonna freak out about that. I'm gonna be watching Mac football because that's what <laughs> you're supposed to do. Because I'm an American, but I mean. Penny Boone, I think, has got a chance to be a very good running back. And look, I don't think Louisville quite has the depth that they had last year, the one-two tandem of Jordan and uh, Garendo, but right. it's not that far behind. These guys are good. They've got some good young running backs coming in. I don't think it's going to be a huge step back. I think they're going to be improved at quarterback with Tyler Shook. And, you know, if he get, but you got to have a contingency plan for if he gets hurt. I, the and depth they have. Of, yeah, I think they do. The depth of this team is far significantly better than the depth of the team that we saw last year. Like, is it possible that that was one of the worst teams that Jeff Brown will ever coach. And I, if that's the case, Louisville fans should be through the moon excited. Yeah, double-digit wins. I think you'll be yeah. okay with that. A, uh, well, you gotta, you got to go beat uh, beat Kentucky. you got to end that drought eventually. They've yeah, no, that's... Five in a row. That's got to be one of the first priorities. Yeah, no, that's definitely something that... Um, they needed is... the depth this year with the schedule because they got Notre Dame at Notre Dame. they got to play Clemson. That's, their schedule is much more difficult this year than it was last year. So you got to have that depth. And, right. And they do. That so was one thing. Sign. It was it was sort of a cakewalk schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're one of the easier schedules they've had. Right. Yeah, next year's going to be tougher. Uh, interesting tweet here uh, that I saw from uh, James passed it along, actually, from Andy Staples. Um, they just break breaking down college football. They have the list of superpowers being Bama, Georgia, and your Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, NIL up-and-comers, they have Texas and Oregon. No, no surprise there. Uh, but the transfer portal, the, the schools they have listed are Ole Miss and L. And I don't know where Ole Miss is on the rankings. They're very I, high up there. Ole Miss has been the school that everybody's talked about, other than Louisville as far as the portal is concerned, especially on the defensive line. But Lake Kiffin's cooking. Louisville is now yoinking guys from Ole Miss. So, um, I mean, they did that with the Baron kid. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see um, how much more. Um, well, I mean, you got to think it's probably going to quiet down a little bit until, and they are going to lose some guys. They're they're not over the cap, but they're over the number of um, uh, scholarships. So yep. there are going to be right. some guys that are going to be leaving. You got to think uh, for U of L. Yeah, there'll be some guys that are phased out as they like to say right but i mean it's probably not gonna be it's probably gonna slow down a little bit until maybe spring ball you think i think so and then yeah and then we'll see if there'll be another flurry of as as yeah because there's a second portal window that's gonna open after spring practice right so you know but i mean i thought they were pretty much done and then they land the the baron kid and it was I mean, the rich just seem to get be getting richer. There's no such thing as done in the transfer portal window. You, your only job is to stack as many as much good talent as possible, and you don't care about hurting people's feelings. If you know, right. if that those guys are good enough to play, they will. And try to hold. I mean, also try to hold on to talent. But I mean, right. yeah, they're yeah. Gonna, you have to re-recruit your entire roster every year. Right. It's it got to be exhausting to be a college football. coach. You know, everyone always talks about how exhausting it is to be a college football coach, and it, and I think it definitely is in this day and age of NIL. Yeah, but. You got to also think that, I mean, it's stressful to be a player. I mean, all of a sudden, like, I mean, you could just, you know, you get recruited and like, hey, here's the plan. You're going to redshirt a year and then we're going to, you know, you'll get some snaps sophomore year and then, you know, junior and senior. You know, we have the plan. We have a plan laid out. And then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, you were second string defensive back. Well, Quincy came back and then we got these two friends from Tennessee and... Yeah, there's no room for you. The timeline is sped up now. There is no waiting around for two years to have an opportunity to play as a junior. You've got to play 
if not right away, you got to play by year two. If not, you're going somewhere else now. Yeah, and I, I just, I, I, you know, I do kind of wonder is as we, you know, and, and with good reason, I think mental health has been more of a focus now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do wonder if there's going to be some. I mean, the stress of that on a kid who's also going to school, yeah, it has got to be. You know, everyone's always complaining about you know how, stre- how stressful it is for the coaches, and I think it is. Yeah, I think it swayed so much that the players had no rights. Now I think they almost have too much. Yeah, they but, have the power now. The players. Yeah own the coaches the coaches don't own the players anymore. right and, I, and i'm not saying necessarily that's a bad thing but yeah. i do think the pendulum have, has swung so much it's almost overcorrected a no little bit. but when i watch somebody like jed fish who takes arizona to 10 wins takes in the heights that they haven't been for a while and he just ups and leaves and you know spends three minutes talking to his team about his decision that doesn't make me feel bad about the players having more rights no 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 I, no absolutely absolutely i mean we've we've long since argued about you know there's not enough money and then there's always enough money. yeah there's always enough money and also the fact that a coach can can leave his team at you know yeah. during right before a bowl game but the players can't and everything like that so no um i'm just saying that it i, I mean i know with the transfer portal and nil there's new headaches for the coaches but i do think also that you forget that there's headaches for the players now too. yes because i mean louisville's they have too many scholarships Some, somebody's gonna have to leave yeah or get phased out as you said mm-hmm. so it's I an imperfect think, system that's for sure no absolutely all right it is uh the v show zachy c sitting across from me nick valvano uh tanner brunamesso on the ones and twos uh hour one almost over we're gonna have eric crawford join us at one o'clock <laughs> The guy t- tweeted at us, uh, you have to toast Pop-Tarts. Unacceptable not to. Completely agree. <laughs> Smart guy. I, You know, as I'm trying to become more of an adult, uh, maybe I'm going to start eating my Pop-Tarts toasted. And, and I'll learn um, exactly what I've been missing um, this whole time. Like, like I said, I have toasted them, but it's been few and far between. It's almost like a celebration if I'm actually able to toast a Pop-Tart. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, WW Cousins is extremely underrated this texter says um and <laughs> breaking Plans news bakery has great cookies florida state flips alabama special teams player force come from greenbow alabama former three-star <laughs> player because <laughs> all of Al- a lot of alabama guys are going to florida state now that's pretty good because their portal window like opened up after saban retired so they have all 30 days like I-, I love seeing all the alabama fans have to accept the reality now in the new version of college football where they're not just dominating the entire world because Nick Saban's not their coach anymore. Yeah, seriously, that's a good point. All right, it is uh, the top of the hour. Um, It is We Want to Know Wednesday, if you want to hit the sounder there, um, Tanner. But uh, intern Max, um, what do you have for us for We Want to Know Wednesday? Uh, Come up to the mic, my friend. Do you have the sounder there, Tanner? Should be towards the bottom. We Want to Know Wednesday. 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 That one. We want to know Wednesday. We want to know Wednesday. We want to know Wednesday. There it is. All right. So, intern Max, what do you got for us, buddy? Hi there. What's up? Hey, buddy. How are you? Alrighty. So, I can't hear you, by the way. I don't have headphones on. But um, We hear you. That's all that matters. Indeed. So, doing my research, found that... um, this date, 1929, one of our great alpha males in history made his debut, Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> oh, nice. all right. So we know we know Popeye's a big spinach guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So going to start with a question. You can mull it over, and then I have a couple fun facts as well. All righty. So spinach, we know that it helps prevent muscle mass loss. Right, it keeps you swole. Right. What is the Very. other significant nutritional benefit of spinach? I think it has a lot of zinc in it. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, okay. They so always I, say it makes your bones grow larger, but I think it's something like zinc. I'll okay. just take a total of 180 and I'll say it helps you pee. <laughs> no. Ah. It does prevent cancer. It might do all that stuff, but it, the internet told me, so it must be right. Of course. Prevents cancer. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. How about that? There we go. So the health benefits of spinach. That's what you get here on the video. That's show. right. Yeah. We start with Pop-Tarts and then we end with spinach. You were going to get cancer and then you listen to the show and you ate your spinach and now you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, it wipes like the, out all the carcinogens that you put in your body right. from the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> that's it. The different parts of the food pyramid. I think we have it all covered. Absolutely. Um, we also have just fun facts about spinach. It originated in Persia over 2,000 years ago. Okay. And in the Middle East... 
It is sometimes referred to as the Prince of Vegetables. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Royal. Of Royal Vegetables. The Prince. Yeah, that's that. No, see, when I think Prince, I don't think of like the actual Prince, like royalty. I think Prince, the singer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm thinking so, more like, oh, I hear, yeah, I'm hearing spinach, like, oh, is it uh, Purple Rain? Or are we yeah, going, right. you know, Raspberry spinach, beret. spinach. Yeah, spinach, when it comes up to the rest of the vegetables, just says game. Blouses. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's. Uh, I, I love also when they say that like it originated like it. It wasn't like somebody made spinach. Like it wasn't like pizza or something like right. that. It's a freaking plant. Yeah. It's so a plant. like no, I mean it makes sense. Like I get what he's saying, but I just anytime they say that, like I'm always just like, oh okay, so there's like some sort of like plant mutation or something like that. <laughs> because it wasn't like some guy just was like, I'm gonna make spinach. Like no, Mother Nature did. You know what I'm saying? That's By right. the way, uh, I'm looking up at the screen right now. Mark Andre Fleury is just he's just been. I mean, dynamite the past this past week. Oh yeah, you know, coming out of the net and just basically playing defense. Uh, no, he's been a lot of fun. Big uh, fan some, of flower. Somebody tweeted out Mountain Dew is the cigarettes of soda, and I don't know how to elaborate on that, which is bad for me because I drank Mountain Dew more than any other pop. Doctor Pepper is the barbecue sauce of sodas. No, too. Some, somebody said Doctor Pepper is like drinking a black and mild. I. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, did it, did everyone go through a black and mild phase, like at the start of college? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like everyone went through a black and mild yeah. phase. Okay, yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I, that, I, it wasn't just you. Yeah, and I'm talking straight black and miles. I'm not talking about using a black and mild for some other reason. No, 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 just I'm straight saying, black and mild. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, I mean, I feel like we've you all thought, kind of you done felt that classy before, too. having us black and mild back then. Oh yeah, the, you know the wine flavor. Oh yeah, I was just like I'm in college. I'm my own man now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Look at me. Look at me being sophisticated. Look at, <laughs> look at me with my black and mild in my 40s or, you know. Yeah, I just... No, what was it? The, uh... Oh, I'm... It's going to kill me that I don't know this. Go on. No, I, I, I was wondering where you were going there. No, it's, uh... That old drink that we used to have, like they, it used to be way more lethal than it is now. Oh, four loco, four loco, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, four loco, yeah. Of no, course, was, how do I forget four loco? That My, was basically freshman. Yeah, year get your college. four locos and a black and mild, and you call yourself a freshman. Oh, you, you, you were have just a freshman com- night. You were just completely untouchable. Oh, you yeah. You thought you were bulletproof, and then you right. black out and you know probably pee off a balcony <laughs> or something like that. And then you get up the next day and do it all over again. And then they, and then they like, I mean, four loco back in the day was basically battery acid and alcohol oh, yeah. with enough caffeine. It was basically, it was designed to be, you know, pregame in a can. But the yeah. problem was it basically was... There was no pregame. No, it was, was the game. Yeah, it was. There was it no was, game. It was, just, right. <laughs> you drank two of those and you were, night, you night. were donezo. Oh, yeah. You were donezo and you had the worst hangover, like, no matter how young you were. <laughs> I we, think I got it right toward the end before they started, like, taking it down a notch. We, oh god, yeah, and then they, yeah, they, they kind of nerfed it. A yeah, that, bit. now they've nerfed it. So now the kids that drink four locos freshman year, it's not the same thing. They we, don't know what it was actually like. We had a kid who got his hands on one, um, right before we played Xavier, and he like you know we had it the night before and stupidly. And the next day, he like fell down at the face off. Like oh. he just, he was so hungover. Like he just caught an edge <laughs> and went down. We were like, "Geez, dude! Like, come on, pull it together." Me and Gage just gave a look at each other, thinking that you're gonna say like, "This guy had a four loco before playing hockey." Like, so it was the night before. It was the night before, okay. and it, met, it still had messed him up we, so much. We looked at each other like. No way this guy well, played a hockey, hockey on f- oh, drunk God. off four loco. Oh, no. There was, I will say, there was a, a kid that was, I mean, he he played like in the USHL. He was legit. Um, but he played for Northern Kentucky. And there's a story about how like one weekend he just took a case of four loco and went out into the woods and went like camping. And he disappeared for like two weeks, and people had no idea where he was. And so, like, he like kind of went on like, you know, there's like the Hiawasa trips or whatever. He went on a four loco journey and then came back, um, you know, sometime later. So I don't know, but don't, don't say that too loud. Aaron Rodgers might get ideas. Yeah, <laughs> if you say Hiawasa three times, stare into a mirror. Yeah, and then say blank you, Jimmy Kimmel. He'll right. he'll appear. Where do you think Bill Belichick's coaching next year, or do you uh, think he is? Uh, Cowboys. When, that would be the funniest possible outcome. I, I think that'd be pretty cool. I think Belichick with the Cowboys would be fascinating because he would actually have a quarterback. Now, the whole Belichick and Jerry Jones dynamic, I don't really know how that would work. Does he? I mean, we, we talked about this on the gas bags. Does he get GM power, you think? Jerry Jones isn't going to give up GM power. Exactly. But I mean, that's the if, problem. But if he were to then anybody, it would be Belichick. If, yeah. it, if he were to anybody, it would be Belichick. Yeah. So. 
like I'd, that's where I want to see Belichick go as Cowboys because I think it would be the most interesting like possible scenario. We already get the Cowboys on national television all the time. If you add Belichick, it's just going to be every single game. And if anybody can make Dak Prescott work, it would be Belichick. I agree. I, I'm interested to see where Jim Harbaugh goes because I've heard the Falcons are really in on him because they they interviewed Belichick and they hired uh, or interviewed Harbaugh. Like, what was Belichick's entire interview? Was it 28-3? Did he just put that on his resume? <laughs> yeah, he just, he just slid that across the table. Yeah, 28 like, Remember this? Remember I saw, this? I saw a tweet that it was uh, a, like the tweet of like Falcons tweeted like, oh yeah, we just interviewed Bill Belichick for our head coaching position. It was like, imagine sh- t- being a time traveler and going back to that Super Bowl before the fourth quarter and showing them, like a Falcons fan, like, hey. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, man. I remember watching that. That was a fun Super Bowl. Yeah. It, you'll never forget it, that's for sure. No, uh, Brady just, that. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think we anybody has ever had oh, seen anything like guys. that. Like They have they won two Super Bowls like that. It was the Seattle Super Bowl, too. Yeah, remember? yeah. The, when Pete Carroll threw the ball at the one yard line, yeah. that probably keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Shouldn't, uh, but I think it will. I don't know where Max is, but he's a Falcons fan, so we got to keep it quiet on that talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch the money. Kyle, don't you know, Kyle, Kyle yeah. Shanahan up by eight with three minutes to go, and all he had to do was run the ball yeah, three times well, and kick a field goal. Why would you run the ball? Why would cut? you kill the clock, Kyle? Because you know all he had to do was run the ball three times, I, kick a field goal, go up eleven, game over. Oh my God! It's like it was right there, but what? Would you throwing rather, the ball? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which way would like, be or or yeah. we could throw it? Yeah, or we could throw. Which way would be worse to lose the Super Bowl? By the way, twenty eight three or having the ball at the one yard line and throwing an interception. Twenty eight three. Yeah, I don't know. Twenty eight three feels like a long, prolonged death, like that's from cancer or something. It, it's death well, by a million paper yeah, cuts. Well, that's why. Yeah, throwing the ball at the one yard line, you just get shot in the head. Yeah, I, 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 I think, think I'd rather it. go out that way because then I don't feel. The fact that I'm about to die. That was very morbid, but also very accurate. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's death by a thousand paper cuts or just one. Yeah, or yeah. like a long, years-long battle of cancer, which just only gets worse. Yeah. So And you I, know it's happening. You know it's coming, but there's nothing you yeah, can do Yeah, there's nothing it. you could stop you're, about. You're like the vegan who's 70 years old and in perfect shape and everything, and then boom, all of a sudden you get cancer, and then you're dead. That's Dude, the, that's the Falcons. What, they were the, what is with you in cancer? Oh, by the way, <laughs> I went with paper cuts. Paper, you went I with lied. A vegan. Ma- and, Max left, so we can we can. Keep I was going to say I didn't see him behind you. I was like, you know, it wasn't like breathing down your neck or something. No, but the so. Falcons were like the seventy-year-old vegan when they were up. What is with 30. you in the vegan? What's wrong with the ve- see? The thing about vegans is they brag about how healthy they are, and in actuality, they just eat worse food than everybody else. I, and they do, most of them it doesn't even work. I had no idea that you had such anger towards vegans. I don't have anger towards vegans, but I will say this: you don't have to ask people if they're vegans; they'll tell you. That that's fair. That 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 is fair. And it, yeah, and it, it, like I actually know a handful of vegans, and they're not really like that. But um, I also know some vegans that are like that. Yeah, like not eating meat or dairy is not really a flex. I'm just saying, <laughs> like you're killing ha- basically my entire diet here. I I don't know. I've I've gone vegan before. It's not terrible. How long did you do it? I did like I went vegetarian two weeks. I went vegan uh, on occasion. I've done vegan for like a week. I'm sure you probably felt pretty good after that. It was yes and no. What would be what was yes the one no. thing? What's the hardest thing to give up? The probably the cheese. But they have this like don't laugh. They have like nut cheese. And stuff oh, that is that really week. it's really rubbery, but it, <laughs> of course like, it is. <laughs> but I, it's cheese. It is cheese. Like you know, it's just it's so expensive. That's the other thing. Yeah, be- it's gotten better, but like to eat vegan or to even eat healthy. See, that's the problem. So like, damn expensive. I know it's a meme and everything, but it's true. Like trying to go out and eat get a salad, it's much more expensive than trying to go out and get a cheeseburger or something like that. 100%. Like, it's just. You have to spend a lot more money to eat healthy than you do to be fat. Hundred percent. That's that's one of the why reasons we are where we are. Study that in sociology. What, that's one what of the would you do? Why. Could you ever do like a thirty day thing, like the McDonald's guy? Could you eat anything for thirty straight days? I, because I, I'm a fat, I'm a fatty. I would say yes, I could, but I don't know. What would like, it be? That's, Matzo pie because they're the food sponsor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say pizza in general. Yeah, no, but yeah, pizza, pizza would probably be it. Yeah, I, like, I don't I, think as I, long as I could stay regular, I would it'd probably be. I pizza. think I could eat pizza for thirty straight days and not have like day twenty where he's you know 
starting to feel it a little bit. But but the problem is they had him go super size with everything. Like if he would just you know had the regular Big Mac and the regular fries, I think he would have been all right. But they made him super size everything. Yeah, that's what did him in. Yeah, those extra French fries. He probably turned vegetarian or vegan after that. Yeah, for for his sake, I I hope he did. I hope he did. (laughs) Well, Zach, it's always been a pleasure, man, doing radio with you. And today was no exception, my friend. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take a top of the hour break. Our man Eric Crawford will join from WDRB. The fabulous one, Phil Baker, will tag in. It's the V Show. It's a Wednesday, ESPN 680, 105.7.